You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Hello, gentle listener. While Geek.io holds its talent to the highest standards, what follows will likely involve the sort of language usually reserved for sailors on leave. If you're of a delicate disposition, then perhaps you would consider a different podcast. Now for a lesson. Anime Attacker Show with Yoko Welcome to the Anime Attacker Show. You may have heard these words before, but I'll teach you what they really mean. Remember, we will be discussing all of this tonight. Nanara Soyo. If you don't mind spoilers, welcome. Indeed, hello, friends, and welcome to the Anime Otaku Show. This is episode number eight. I hmm? am DJ. I hate the boat. Uh, joining me, as always, is Josh. My darling belongs to me, McGrath. Hey. Oh. Uh, Carrie, his face makes you, makes you think he can get away with anything. Wilcox. Pretty much. And Justin, uh, the love potion was liquor. Carol. The entire time. I prefer rum, maybe whiskey. And of course, uh, helping us get along is our amazing invisible producer, Raul. I hate his derpy face, Garza. Hello. He only slightly hates your grumpy face. Don't worry about it. Derpy face, not grumpy face. Uh, what are we talking about tonight, Justin? Uh, tonight's shows are Darling in the Franks, uh, episode four and five, Flat Flat, and Your Thorn, My Badge, uh, Grand Kassinki, uh Record of the Grand Crest War, episode five, Forest of Eternal Darkness, and episode six, March. How to Keep a Mummy, uh, episode four and five. Four being you can't play tag by yourself and it's fine to play with others. Uh, episode five is Go Away Kindness, Go Away Fear. Then Ancient Magus Bride, uh, 17 and 18. Look Before You Leap, Forgive and Forget. And apparently we might be talking about Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid today. Uh, that one. <laughs> episode 14. Okay. That one. <laughs> Valentine's in Hot Springs. Don't get your hopes up. There we go. <laughs> Me quickly editing the show notes because I realized it wasn't in there. <laughs> it is too in there. I know, there. but not in the official making Justin say things part. Because make, we make Justin say things. Oh, boy. All right. So let's start off with uh, Darling and Frank's fat bap, uh, flap flap. Um, <laughs> Was that intentional or? Yes, that was okay. intentional. Your like, uh, you're horny, my bad. Uh, <laughs> Your alarm is wrong, baby. Yeah. Um, so, all right. I have two drastically different notes for these two episodes. Correct. So, episode four, I wrote down, I honestly feel like we're watching a different show than other reviewers. Uh, yeah. 
this show is kind of formulaic, but saying it's, you know, it's simply a mecha show is like saying Kill a Kill is simply an Eki show. Like, it's not, it, it, the comparison there just can't be made. No, it can't. Spoiler alert, I say something completely different in the next episode's notes. Well, you see, <laughs> I like my fiance and I were kind of just legitimately screaming by the end of episode four getting the fucking robot shinji yep <laughs> and he finally got in the fucking robot for a couple seconds in the next episode he doesn't that's fucking ah. okay <clears throat> we we got some robot action yeah we got hentai worm yeah got hentai worm <laughs> with uh was big with a razor oh. oh did you guys see the fact that somebody did the math at how much force it would take to pull that to pull that snake claxosaur out of the ground by the Trizelli unit. It's like something like it would have it would have taken 17 million PSI of force. I know you said Claxosaur, but I'm adding title because it sounded like you said Coxosaur. <laughs> Yo dog. Check out the <laughs> Coxosaur. It's got like Fitty legs. It does. And I typed tittle, so you know. <laughs> yeah, like I, I would. I was. I've been reading comments about this show as Crunchyroll is posting things and whatnot, and I see so many people going, "Oh, this show is just perverted. It's really bad." I, you know, they have to have I'm not, pilot. I'm not going to watch anymore. It's like, do you guys? know anything about how trigger does things at this point everything's a metaphor I, I or th- outright blatant uh i don't know that i feel myself getting deeper inside of you is a little yes. off that that's what I wrote, I wrote down that too i had a good laugh at that i mean to be fair these are the same commenters who actually think kill a kill is about clothing so yeah right. it- i uh go ahead yeah, I, I wrote down deeper inside you um, as well. Um, yeah, it's like it's it's so weird seeing the comments on this. Um, and I mean, and, and a bunch of it's for people that I respect. And it's so weird that we have such a drastic differing opinion on this. And I kind of observed people and wondering if it might be a one intervention in it. Yeah. What, what, is happening? what is happening? Justin, okay. you're making rhythmic slapping noises. <laughs> Let's try this again. Fap, fap, fap. Episode four. <laughs> nope. You are yes, definitely making boom back beatbox noises. <laughs> I guess I broke my head. Um, um, it, it, yeah, no, we're going to hear ourselves, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> It, it, it just uh, a lot of people are kind of putting it on like a one interaction involving like because they apparently have their hands in the writing side of things um and people are kind of poking at them because of that now i don't know how you know how much i put that but it's 
mean, it's the only excluding factor that has not been involved in other trigger shows that everybody that most people have unanimously enjoyed. I I don't know because like at this point it really does feel like we're watching different shows and I'm wondering because we all went into this pretty much it seems like expecting a robot show and also metaphors for intimacy and sex and relationships like we were all pretty much okay this is what's going on yeah and everybody else who's putting all these comments it was just expecting a straight up not metaphorical mega show yeah (laughs) and that's not why you watch trigger Uh, i mean admittedly like as much as like I, I wouldn't mind watching a Trigger take on just Gundam, um, because I mean Trigger's take on Shojo with uh, Little Witch Academia was awesome. So like I kind of would like there just being like, hey, here's a take on just straight ass Gundam. That would be cool, but that's not what like that's not what I was expecting coming into this. No, Trigger does coming of age stories yeah that's what all of their metaphors have been just from different perspectives exactly and i just i don't i don't know and because people are calling it like this like a bunch of people like i said people out of respect are calling it like the worst anime of the season and everything like that like when there's stuff like was it kakuso or whatever the fuck it's called kokuso something like that that is just wretched and like the fact that people like enjoy uh citrus more than this is a shame yeah, citrus, citrus is, is a little odd to be a fan favorite <laughs> i i really dislike citrus like to my core <laughs> isn't, isn't that the yuri stepsisters yep yeah yep that's awkward it's super awkward and it's like straight up like rapey Hey, it's totally legal. They're not biologically related. Exactly. It's it it's like they 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 get real close to actually having the 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 alpha girl almost flat out rape the the beta girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not good. And the fact that people are enjoying Citrus more than Darling and the Franks, according to their comments, I don't know how truthful that is, but. I mean, their voice, their voice, the only one that I hear about them is the one on the internet. And the fact that they say that, it's like, what is wrong with you? Right. So I is mean, there anyone online like that actually enjoys Darling in the Franks? Yeah. There, there, there is a, there is a pretty, I mean, we're a vocal minority, but there is a, there is a minority that enjoys Darling in the Franks. Um, by the way, not a lot happened in episode four. Shinji got, finally got in the fucking mech. Um, and... We- we got to see that he is not in the typical female position, which we had theorized last episode. Yeah, right. It is just she's she is femdoming him still, but you know, <laughs> she she's still in front. She lets him be behind her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yes, and we and we definitely get that proven out in episode five. <laughs> well, and this that whole sequence was a really neat exploration of cooperation and communication in relationships because you have uh, Zorome, you know, trying to force the lead and shutting down Argentea in the process. Yes, and then you have Hiro. Hey, zero two. Think we can go do this? 
she says yes, they do the thing flawlessly. Yeah. Right. By the way, am I the only one who wouldn't care if Mitsuru died horribly? I think we're going to get that. He's popping pills like nobody's business. So. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, I'm sad that, I mean, I don't know her. I, I don't even know her name, but I'm sad his partner's going to have to go down with him because that's going to be how that works. But, you know, I, I am okay without that, like, catalyst. Not, not necessarily, because the uh, one of the parasites from the other group mentions that he's lost his partner previously, and he has another one now, obviously. Right. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't see how a, outside of a zero-two situation, I don't know, I don't see how a male can survive. Um and the female not. Unless he dies outside of the mech. But that wouldn't be that wouldn't be poignant enough for this show. No. Well, I mean, they've already hit on substance abuse themes. Yeah, yeah, he's like taking fists full of drugs. <laughs> like uh at least five tablets of what appears to be an anti-anxiety medication. So mm-hmm. Yeah, Although I'm, the onset of action on that was super anime accelerated. Yes. Yeah. Part part of me was about to ask you if you had any like any theories, Josh, on what those pills might have been. And then I realized I was doing that thing that your patients do where I'm asking you to identify a small round white pill with no other identification marks <laughs> on it. I mean, it, it, I could imagine it being an, uh, anime Prozac. Anime Prozac, some type of, sort of painkiller, could be a steroid. Yeah. Dude, drugs. Either either good. way, he calms the fuck down. Yeah, and, that, and that's what makes me flipping think his shit. Yeah, and that's the reason why I think it's anime Prozac. I'm right there with you, Josh. Um. So, I mean, episode four was a action episode, pretty much. And that's. That's what happened. Yeah. Also, um, zero two throwing the shade at Ichigo mid battle. Oh man, yes. Death smirk though. Zero two. I I really like zero two. Like I have a feeling that she is going to become a great character by the end of the season. I am enjoying her character as it is, but I have a feeling she's going to be like one of the better character arcs of this entire season. I hope she is. She just, it just screams that way. And if trigger didn't do that, I'd seriously be disappointed. Um, so episode five. Um, so I'm noticing something here, guys. We have an episode of action and an episode of nothing happening. No, that's the same kind of it, it, no shit happened. Characters. Shit definitely happened. Yeah, character Just development and stuff. Nothing like that. explosive. Yeah, because right. Josh noticed something interesting with the other other plantations parasites, and he's or got a really neat theory on that. All right, I do notice they're all uniform and like actual military ish, and jacked up. <laughs> Uh, it's it's an exchange that happens between the two teams of parasites. Okay. The other plantation, 26, I think it was. All like of them are much more demure in their demeanor. None of them have any sort of nickname designation. Yep. 
Zorome asks if anybody from their team has, quote unquote, become an adult. And the kid who later freaks out about having lost their partner on zero two. Yeah. It, it flies completely over his head. Like, what are you talking about? And then someone else chimes in. They don't know. Yeah. Right. So, so not only is plantation 13's team an exception to the rules, otherwise uh, established for these parasite teams, but I am now operating under the theory that these kids do not grow up. Yeah, they, 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 have a they, are, they are genetically engineered as children. They become parasites, and then they either die in battle or that's it. Yeah, they, 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 have, a, yeah, they have an expiration date. I, I, I could see that. And Carrie also brought up the thought that their serial numbers may be some kind of grade system. Because in the opening, well, in the opening sequence, when, you know, the odd but kind of catchy opening theme is playing. I like Kiss of Death. I like I've started I've started really enjoying it to a point where it is now in my rotation. It's it's syncopations are interesting. It's it's definitely growing on me. But Strelitzia is shown in the very beginning of the opening with code zero, zero, zero. Right. In the first episode, when it appears in its beast mode, it is confused as a claxosaur. Yeah. Zero two has horns and is basically described as having claxosaur blood. Yeah, well, I we're over with that one. Yeah, we we are now theorizing that all of these biologically engineered parasite children are in fact to some extent claxosaur blooded, and the closer to single digits they get, the more claxosaur they are. And uh, I think I think the amount of because they were talking about yellow cells. Yes. Yellow blood cells. Yeah, I'm thinking that that, that which number... is a very chloroform thing, by the way. Uh, that yellow cells are what allows for photosynthesis within plants. So, yeah, Strelitzia is basically altering hero's blood. Yeah. Yeah. And Probably thinking... because he's so compatible with her. Sorry, Justin, go ahead. Yeah, it's, I, I'm thinking that. Of course, this is you know a multiple episode series. I doubt he's only going to drive with her three times. <laughs> I think he's going to have some kind of uh, transformation at a certain point. Steriliz- Steriliza getting uh, a third form when he goes. No, I, I, no, I don't. I don't think it's the robot getting another form immediately. I think Hero becomes something else. Yeah. Come on, it's a mecha show. I want a third form on a Gundam. Oh, I mean, that's more than likely going to happen. Uh, what if we get a What if we get a Mega Gatai moment? I mean, they also did mention that the Team Thirteen Franks are all completely different. different. Right. They they apparently all of the other Franks are uniform. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, I would like to see that though. I, we I we like are going to get that. Voltron. <laughs> Uh, I want to see the other. I want to see the other plantations, Franks. We because... will see what happens there. But oh, I we're, we're guaranteed going to get them. We're getting a. Um... Did Did you guys watch uh, Knights of Sidonia? By chance. Yeah. This yeah. setup is fi- this setup is really striking me as Knights of Sidonia. Yeah, I get that. But um, but watch the it. By things, the way, the other things that I'm noticing coming into a little bit of light 
uh, just going from the vagaries of the opening sequence into the, sh- the series itself, uh, we do see that Hero is not okay after his two pilotings. Yep, at all. He, he has something growing on his chest, and it is very visibly blue. In the opening sequence, and of course in the logoing and everything like that, there is a very concise pattern of red X, blue X, red X, blue X. Right. In the opening sequence, uh, Zero Two is depicted for a brief moment with red skin. Yeah, you're right. And her suit is red, which yeah. is different from the white all of the other female st- uh, pilots. But that's also that could also be considered a virgin thing quote-unquote virgin thing versus also yes but i i think it's not a it's very intentional that that mass on hero is blue oh yeah yeah absolutely when when, yeah all the all of the stuff is red and blue themed and then yeah she's red and he's turning blue yeah it's and i'm I'm wondering if it's actually going to even go as far to do like red oni blue oni yeah, that was exactly like, the last like is, is he going to grow a single horn to so, match her too? Somebody somebody pulled this out for me, and I can't believe I missed this. So <clears throat> pretend I don't know this. What's two in Japanese? Ni. Ni. Yeah. Oh ni. Uh, like how the fuck did I miss that? <laughs> oh oh ni. <laughs> Like, how the hell did I miss that this entire time? Right. And she did go a little bit demonic when oh, her yeah, mind she... control headband got knocked off. Yeah, w- once, uh, once the, once the mind control... fashion accessory. Yeah, once the Broly headband came off, she uh, about turned green-haired. <laughs> yeah, well, when uh, earlier in, the, in one of the earlier episodes, when she puts it on, it flashes. And I knew then, like, oh, this does something. Yeah, but, even her Klaxosaur blood and check, I'm guessing. Yeah, I really think Hero right now is not dying in the same way that the other attempted stamens died. I think he's yeah. going through a transformation, and the reason the other stamens died after three attempts is their body rejected the transformation. Yeah, because it does, like they go through like kind of hinting that there's a, a lot of um, like training and chemicals that go into this whole thing but they never really go into why some people are not compatible with you know other people and you know th- there has to be something involved there on a uh creepy grippy robot scientist level but we shall see because the pacing on the show is interesting uh it, it, it is street it is very much so and like if if i have any gripes about the show it is the pacing is weird i agree completely it Um, it is definitely unusual um i don't necessarily mind all of the character growth that we're getting even from the get-go because like fucking goro man yeah it it did i mean it did something that like um i about called it bible black no that's a hentai uh black clover (laughs) (laughs) Uh, don't get those two confused kids safe search on (laughs) uh bible black clover um (laughs) there's a lot of screaming but Um, i mean (laughs) 
uh yeah yeah it's just also so, raping your ears with a tentacle so somewhere out there dj you just inspired a doujin writer <laughs> also you just call me dj i said cj call me dj it's all right um it's um it, it, it's unlike that show like the character development kind of comes like we don't get what is consi- what would easily be considered a um filler episode quote 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 filler um which a show this early in its make this early in its infancy is more of a world building episode like with black clover where we got a two episodes in at least this show gave us a taste and then it's like then starts pulling kind of leaking that out um but and notice i didn't say the pacing was bad it's just odd Yeah, see, I haven't really had any issues with the pacing, but that's, I think, because I'm approaching this show as a story of relationships and intimacy that also has badass giant robots in it. So for me, seeing Ichigo slap the shit out of Zero Two and seeing Goro struggle with, well, do I do what Hiro wants me to do or do I tell my partner what's going on? That's still action for me, even though I don't get to see the awesome giant robots. Right. And yeah, yeah it's but- different from a robot show, but that's because Darling in the Franks is not necessarily a robot show. More robots, though. <laughs> we will get plenty of robots. I want uh, model kits. It, it, oh, this show God. like does Josh. Like, so this show cute. does kind of scream like Knights of Sidonia pacing for me, though. Like Sidonia did this thing where it would like pull you back and build this world for a couple of episodes and then have like four episodes straight of just awesome in space mecha coolness and then pull you back in for three or four more episodes and then kind of blast out more. Like it it feels more like that, but I thought that pacing was weird too. Another, uh, another particularly interesting thing from episode five. How about that fucking breakfast prayer to Papa? That was right. creepy oh, as fuck. Yes. May Papa never thirst. And then water is a big thing. Like they keep poking back at water. At well, the look entire at, show is look everything at, kind of circles around it. Like you, the first lines you get is O2 saying, I want a freshwater bath. Like look at the environment the plantations are walking around in. Yes, it complete desolate hellscape. And everything is based on magma energy. Yep. So up all the heat. Papa, Dr. Frank, you think, or is he a overwhelming? I, I, I think Papa is something else. It's probably the head monkey mask individual. That's fair. But the, the fact that he is essentially God status to these children. No, not in, not, not like, no, he's, he is. <laughs> what but I'm like, wondering is, is, is it, it's one Papa for all of the plantations, right? I think so. It's insinuated thus, but never stated. I mean, it is. They definitely say Papa with that sort of singularity. Yeah, it's it's not my Papa. It's Papa. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's not you know my Jesus. It is Jesus kind of thing. It's yeah. yeah. I just I say that because Papa has a lot of involvement with just this one plantation, and we see a lot of other weird shit going on that we're finding out is not normal on the other plantations yeah so is this some kind of beta test possibly because hero was referred to as a special specimen 
Yep. And, and right. everything died before. So, I mean, yeah, what, what's going on here? And it, it's, it, it is definitely something I'm looking forward to seeing like 1000%. And so, something that I've, I've, you know, pretty much noticed at this point uh, that's really kind of creepy. And I'm wondering just how and when it's going to pay off. Only the adults that are like directly face to face interacting with this, with the parasites have faces. Every other adult we have seen in the crowds, all of their faces are covered. Yeah. Yeah. Even the guard from the first episode that, you know, what's her face totally survived that attack. She's dead. She's never coming back. She totally dead. <laughs> she she can come back from the hospital and pilot with Mitsuru's partner after he dies, and we have our first lesbian Frank's pilots. Wait, although I still think Zero May is a girl. I I think I think okay. I, first, I think it's a reverse trap. First like, openly on screen lesbian Frank's pilots. How's that? I, I I still like it. Just everything scream. Everything from Zerome screams like because because Trigger does put those tropes in there and kind of like spins them. So like Zerome is screaming like the the trap um, trope, which is hard to say fast, <laughs> and doing its trigger thing to it, making it a girl pretending to be a boy. I really do love, though, that he's already gone from asshole to lovable little dipshit who thinks he's an asshole. Yeah, lovable loudmouth. Like, it's, yeah, which, hey, 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 uh, Black Clover people, that's how you make a lovable loudmouth. Exactly. (laughs) He yells only when needed. The rest of the time, he's just kind of slightly above everybody else. And he doesn't scream gargle. Yes, exactly. It it does not sound Uh, like he has testicles in his mouth the entire time. Oh boy. All right. So let's go ahead and move on, shall we? Mm-hmm. Yes. To Grand Crest. Um speaking of weird pacing. Yeah. Um yeah. When the fuck did we get to this forest of eternal darkness again? In this episode. <laughs> Cuz I feel like we missed an entire episode or two there. Yeah, I think this might be explained in like uh manga or a light novel, whatever is. So yeah, um, basically, I did some research on this because I was annoyed by the fact that we went from immediate setting to immediate separate setting, which, you know, it's like, okay, they give some exposition there in the beginning, but nope, it just turns out, guys, that Grand Crest Senki is a bad adaptation of a novel series. Oh, fun. So, bad? wait. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, people are saying that there's like a ton of information missing. They are skipping out on actual important exposition. They're uh, like, as you guys said, they're messing with the pacing super hard. Yeah. So it it is, it is really weird. Like, I mean, not in a wholly negative way, but like it's. It makes it difficult to follow. It really problem. does. Yeah, because we jump we jump from okay, so he's part of the Duke's entourage now. Cool. Boom. Werewolves. <laughs> yeah, like I can forgive them speeding along a siege because they don't want to spend a month on it. 
Yeah. Going from, okay, I accept your invitation to join your army to we're in some dark forest now for no reason. Okay, cool. That's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. And there's no like, there's no jump between the standard, you know, high fantasy elves shooting magic pew pew to universal monsters. And there's normally some kind of connecting thread there. They explain that later like towards the end of the episode, but like at the beginning, it's just, Oh, okay. Apparently there are werewolves and and vampires now and evil magic. Cool. Transitions like that put me in mind of crossover fanfics. Yeah. Um, don't, don't get me wrong. As, as the episode went along, like I love the gypsy werewolves. They're really are. They're really rad. Badass werewolf queen is amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm legit sad that she died in the episode she debuted in. Yeah. Um, well, she had to be thrown under the bus to make way for the not Oni twins. Yeah. For the, Which, uh, by the way, the episode introduces the characters I was concerned about from the opening sequence. Right. And they're not Still concerned as, about them. I, I don't know. They're not as problematic as Rem and Ram, in my opinion. Yet. Hey, Rem and Ram are best. Yet. Yet. But the difference is Rem and Ram were introduced as problematic <laughs> like they they were pro- they were introduced as uh very overtly fucking each other like <laughs> i i do love how like and i and i like that i do love how demon footman has adopted the werewolf twins and being like okay you're gonna be maids now yeah. Uh, let me yeah. let me let me teach you the way that's that that's part of what makes them problematic though because why well, because he's a butler, so what else would he make him? I mean, like, I mean, there's there's literally no other jump there. I mean, you in a Japanese show, you would not have female butlers. So the closest thing to that is a maid. Hey, at least they're mostly clothed. Yeah, like the maid outfits are not really egregious. Like, I mean, admittedly, we haven't got them in like battle scenes yet where they're running around on all fours because that's what they do. So. I mean, I'm hoping they'll have other uniforms for that. Hopefully, hopefully, because he didn't go into battle as a butler. He went into battle as just like ninja dude. So badass ninja dude, man. So I, I hope they have a battle outfit. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah, when they were in their gypsy outfits, running on all fours, like they're proud people though. So I don't know if they would allow themselves to do that. And I might be just, <clears throat> I may come attached to characters that are part wolf for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and I might be, I might be injecting my own personal opinions on how wolf creatures should behave, but for no good reason, none, none whatsoever. <laughs> also, again, being the counterpoint to the ballast here, Luna. Yeah. Really? Yes. It's fine. It's fine. Hi, Moon Moon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's, um, it's fine. It's like I, we find out the vampire king's name is Bitey. <laughs> or Fang. <laughs> no, it's just going to be like dark. His name is going to be like Kage Kage. <laughs> Kage Kage, Kage Kage. Kage. Yeah, it's where, did he, where did he go? It's like Bobo 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 Bobo, but Kage 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 Bite. <laughs> Does Teo defeat him? Does he just fuck off? He just fucks off. He's going to work with the other people because they kind of insinuate that that he's that he would be working with the black mage, which is working with the black witch, 
rather, which is working with the um, people that rejected Silica. I don't. Yep. Stupid names. By the way, I that whole like that whole progression of that plot was really weird because you you open it up with this meeting and he's talking to the werewolf queen and he's like, no, I'm not going to harm my guests. You know, the werewolves fought against the evil thing, blah, blah, or the vampires fought against the evil thing with the werewolves, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to kill my guest. Oh, but you'll let me kill her, whatever. I don't care. And then suddenly she's killing the werewolf queen and the vampire dude wants her to die. And then Saluka and Teos show up and he goes, ha fuck you. I want the Age of Chaos to continue and flies away. Yeah, like, bad what? adaptation. What? The, the issue, the the biggest, the one of the biggest issue of how I, I have with this one is the point between this episode, next episode, because they directly state we're gonna be here a while. We're gonna go. We're gonna have an awesome training arc with these two new characters that we just introduced in this awesome forest that has a lot of dark and spooky, highly magical things. Ne- next episode, nope. Fuck you. We're back in town. <laughs> so we did get some really neat character. Uh development in the next episode yeah including right. a new outfit for silica which is really pretty very much so and i also enjoy the fact that she is not boob queen like i'm so happy that silica. no that's scarlet yes and that's fine i'm just happy that silica isn't just ju- isn't just a magical pair of tits like yeah also the the scene where she, where teo tries to dance with her was really freaking cute yes it was and it was a political move yeah, it was. Somebody, uh, somebody posted an analysis on, on why he made the decision that he did, and it makes complete and total sense to uh, cement himself as a, uh, you know, blithering buffoon. Yep. So people underestimate him. Absolutely. Yeah. And th- and that's what um, Dervish dude did, and like, yeah, he beat him because you know he Dervish dude. Dervish Duke or whatever the hell's freaking um, Stone Cold fucking killer. Yeah, yes. dude, awesome, Stone awesome, cold. awesome dude is cool, but he underestimated Teo, and at least Teo was able to stand up to him. You know, he lost, but that's you know that's how you do in these kind of anime. <laughs> and I mean, Scorpion King was threatened enough to go get in a pissing match with Teo. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I really I look forward to seeing too how long it takes for uh Villar and Scarlet to get together. Yeah, uh I don't remember the 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 name of the blood but was it like is he part vampire? He screams part vampire to me for some reason. The Crisha blood? Yeah. Well, I don't Kreish, remember where that's from. Crisha is the royal family of one of the factions. Oh, right. I think from the opposing faction, actually. That is correct. Probably, because it wouldn't have made a big deal. I just couldn't remember. Like, they kept bringing up blood, and like, I was watching this at work, and I'm like, uh, that's probably vampire stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, they're ta- they're talking genealogy. Okay, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it was me just kind of not being able to focus entirely on it. So I'm like, yeah, it's probably some vampire bullshit. I'll ask everybody else and be proven wrong. Hey, look, I asked everybody else and I was proven wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a Lannister with Stark with a Stark mom, basically. Yeah. yeah. So how about that fucking dance sequence? Yeah, that was so so good. Yes. Like almost literally fucking dance sequence. Oh yeah. <laughs> In- including ass crack dress and moans. 
Yeah. Like Jesus. <laughs> lay on the lay on the subtext a little, you know, thicker, why don't you? Okay. <laughs> Next she's going to pop uh controllers out of her butt for the, the for the duke to control. But now she doesn't show up for the rest of the series. No, yeah, cuz they're writing her off for no good reason. Because it's, reasons. Well, it, I they're shown it's all for story reason. Yeah, I know. They're shown together in the opening. I'm pretty sure this is not the last we're going to see of her. Yeah, I just have this feeling that because Jacilica is her direct replacement, like we're going to get some weird, like not needed drama between Teo and uh, Earl of Sandwich. And, um, and and eventually he'll just be like, no, you know, that what she thinks of me is not actually what I am. <laughs> But with all his talk of treasuring women and not being able to take a bride, I'm yeah. pretty sure that he will notice that Saluka has feelings for Teo and not do anything about Possibly. any other. At first, I thought the treasuring women thing was a little problematic. And then they explained it a little bit later. Again, some issues with the pacing of the show. Like, because I wrote down, you know, oh boy, he's one of these guys that treats women like possessions. That's fantastic. And then later they get beyond what it actually, you know, what he means behind that which was nice but what yeah been- no he's making sure other people can treat them like possessions yeah, true yeah because that's the thing is like it's one thing to offer to void your mages contract at age 25 so they can retire and make babies but to force them yeah and it's never said whether they can get another contract after he voids theirs and it's insinuated because silica does well, no, she's still contracted to Teo. Well, right. she was, she, I mean, unless she was lying, she distinctly said she was under contract to him at the beginning of the episode. She was she on her contract. way to form a contract with him. She right. had agreed to contract with him and basically engaged, not married. Mm. She was engaged. Teo shows up and she goes to Vegas with Teo. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's murder, what happens there. Murder Vegas. <laughs> And I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure the contracting actually involves the crests. So, yeah. Um, uh, so basically, um, when Saluka and Teo join Villar, Teo's like, OK, well, my condition for joining you is I get to keep my contract with Saluka and Villar accepts on the condition that he can still give orders to Saluka as if she were one of his own mages. Right. Oh, um, again, pacing is weird. And and these questions wouldn't need to be asked if it was explained just that little bit extra. Like, no, it's like, as I said earlier, this it's a, it's, it's sadly a bad adaptation of a good novel series, which is everything that I'm reading about the series. It actually makes me want to go find the light novel somewhere. I mean, I don't think it's bad personally. It's just not, it's it's, like, I'm enjoying the anime. Yeah. It's a fun anime. It is a good time. It's entertaining. I care about the characters. However, as an adaptation of the written work, it is not good, apparently. Exactly. Yeah. A poorly executed adaptation. That's fair. Also, something completely random I noticed and pointed out to Carrie, and we actually had to rewind a little bit. Has anybody else actually stopped to look at the fucking water animation 
when during the opening sequence Theo is uh, having his horse brought to him? No. no. Yeah. When, when, when he gets off the boat and the horse is just like, "Hey, I'm here to be your horse." <laughs> Watch the water on the fucking beach. Like that is some fucking photorealistic. This is a gorgeous show. Like, like even even for this show's high standard of animation, look at that water. Someone is killing themselves on that water <laughs> animation. Like, somebody please notice me. And the weird thing is, is that like in the rest of the show, in the rest of the opening, in the rest of everywhere, it's normal cell shaded hand-drawn style anime water and then for two seconds you get fucking skyrim watching up on the beach while he's pulling his robin hood men in tights my kingdom for a horse (laughs) it it, like i mean this is one of the more pretty like for new episode for new uh for new anime this season um like the only one that is better than this one in my opinion of course take this as a grain of salt is um Someplace better than the universe, or whatever it is. Like, Someplace past the universe. Yeah, that one. Uh, I mean, Beyond obviously, Magus Bride is still just, we'll get to that in a couple of moments. But, like, this for a new se- series, like, I can only think of that universe one as looking better than this one. But that's all that I've watched. But yeah, still still enjoying this show. It's just some things make me pause and go, what? Yeah. I get, I, and, I, I, and I mentioned to Josh when we were watching our stuff, because we scrolled past it on our way to go watch uh, Mummy, is every other week we talk about this show. Every week we watch this show. And every week, until we scroll patch it on, past it on Crunchyroll, I forget that we're watching this show. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why, because I am enjoying it. I like the characters and the story. It just, for some reason, I'm like, okay, we've watched Mummy. Time to watch Magus. Oh, wait, wait a second. We're missing one. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I could see that. But hey, I, I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it makes me, like, your comments, Justin, make me wish that the adaptation would have been better so that this could be the epic that people are wanting it to be. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, admittedly, like, my bar was set pretty high when Justin's like, hey, here's this record of anime that may fit, sit you... Uh, may get your itch for uh seven deadly sins out of the way and i'm like <laughs> uh that yeah, was, like, was an impossible i had the pedigree and yeah. i was thinking okay this is gonna rock it and, and it's enjoyable i'm yeah, not exactly. i'm not disliking my time but yeah it, it was it, i think it's an impo- i think it's an impossibly high bar a great animation though like like the 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 not only just the dance sequence but like the fight choreography on this is great like when it's dude, incredible so good when dude when um uh when scorpion king as carrie called him just goes and just goes ape shit on those assholes that try and lannister him like this show does I kind mean, of strike I like that one kid yeah I'll do exactly <laughs> as you ask happily. Smartest Thanks. kid in the fucking show so far. Right. Yeah. Though same face, same body as um Valkyrie's boyfriend. 
who's still around, and that yeah. makes me happy. I, I just looked at him like, is that Valkyrie's boyfriend? Because I don't remember her name. Because she's she was in one episode that she mattered in, nothing else. Um, I re- I really hope that in a future episode we get to go to to Valkyrie and boyfriend's wedding. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Like he's gone from running from her to like completely adoring her. Yeah. And let's face it, who doesn't? People Speak- who are wrong. Speaking of adoring people, uh, how about a mummy? Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> <laughs> Just w- pardon me while I weep openly at adorableness. Like this I is want- overload adorable <laughs> cuteness. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, speaking of Raul being here, Justin, it's eleven thirteen. Do you need to go? Uh, yeah, I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> Raul started talking. I'm like, wait a second. I need to look at the time. Oh, shit. Well, it was a pleasure, guys. Justin has shitty timing and he can't stay out for a full podcast. Bye, Justin. Bye-bye. Night, Justin. Thank you. Love Love Justin. Show. <laughs> Slacker ass. Hi, Raul. How are you? Um, I am doing good. So, yeah. Mummy. Uh, we get the and Oni. We get the Oni. The Oni is so cute. Um, turns out Sundere is uh, genetic in this in this universe. Apparently so. And everything supernatural is just natural. Like <laughs> the greatest thing, like if you couldn't, if you if you didn't have me sold on this adorableness before, just Sundere, not Sasuke, catching the Oni. Oh, he's just a child. This is okay. But what when he grows up? And then all of the, <laughs> the pictures. <laughs> giant Oni is still in the same bikini, like the same briefs bottom with the giant package just lying all over his shit. It's just amazing. And the same derpy face with the bodybuilder body. Yes. Oh my god. I'm just like, how, I mean, this kind of gives you an insight on how this kid's mind works. <laughs> oh, if you, you, do you see some of his comments in the later, in the episode after this? This kid is going to grow up to, to like, to be in the industry. Oh, yeah. And I don't say that as a bad thing. He is clearly into some stuff and go him. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not king shaming. Just, you know, you, you do you, uh, Sasuke. <laughs> uh, Raul, you need to sort out the names. Because I'm definitely not marrying you. Also, um, M Beam, uh, the, the, the Justin has a nice stash. <laughs> he, he's pointing out that the names are currently fucked uh, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now um, they're sorted out. Yeah, yeah. I, I was working it in in studio mode. Um, the, oh yeah, go ahead, Gary. As I was say, the question is, M Beam, do you mean mustache or robot stash? <laughs> Because part of that is mine. Hands off. <laughs> that is our what, stash. What, the mustache or the robot stash? The mustache is his. The robot stash <laughs> is ours. 75% is, is Josh's. 25% is Kenny's. Oh, and how, how is Sora so pure? And oh. Yeah, he just shows. He's just like starts talking. He's yeah. talking to Coney. And he's like, he views everything in the most positive light. Yeah, Ever. and he's not stupid. Like, unlike most other characters that would have this, like that kind of character would be a moron. Like, 
he is well he is well studied he is well liked he's well respected he's intelligent like he's just a kind human being and i love it <laughs> um a few comments i have from the previous episodes the little knife is adorable <laughs> and then him getting sick I, I i know you said this last time but him getting sick and like quarantining himself yeah, from oh, yeah. everyone from, oh, from last episode yes yeah, that's so the... japanese yeah yes it is so i mean just and speaking of sick the oni getting sick and just shivering like outside of <laughs> every night but yes and he's just like oh Throwing him out in, in, in the afternoon. Never aggressively. Just kind of, all right, you need to go. Conk. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's never, I, I don't see it as mean-spirited anyway. Like, he's just like, all right, you need, you you are not my pet. You you are not my friend. You just, I took care of you, now leave. <laughs> oh, when he's fake uh, sleeping? <laughs> um, yeah, until Sasuke calls him by name. <laughs> His yeah. name is Kony. Oh my god. Gony. 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 I just Gony. yeah, just get the, the the translation of the going through it like Coney, Oni child. Coney. Connie. I love you. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little subtitles of the of, of the creatures are the cutest freaking things. They really oh. are. Yeah. The the little thumbs up. Yes. <laughs> Me. It's just everything about this show and the issue, like we can't really give any critiques to it because I mean, it's just sugar fluff. Like, but that's exactly what we wanted. Like I, I kind of had the, I kind of have the unspoken agreement with Carrie that she'll watch all of my stupid shonen bullshit. As long as I watch something sugary and fluffy with her and, you know, <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I love shonen bullshit, but I want something comfy too. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like, I mean, this might be a little bit beyond comfy for me because this is, it's nowhere near soccer or saccharine sweet, saccharine sweet. But like, it, it's kind of like, I think if, I, I think if we kept going with, um, Katsume Kitan last season or whatever it was, I think we may have ran into the, uh, ran into like a similar like almost oversaturation of cuteness. But like we're watching a lot more aggressive shows this season, so <laughs> I'm okay with having this as the as the downer. Like, oh yeah, you know, the, the the problem with the Fox Motel anime was that it was just absolutely. Bart with 20 consecutive megaphones, lesbians, 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 lesbians. Hey, I want, I watch and love new games. So, you know, getting hit over the head with lesbians, lesbians, lesbians is nothing new for me on anime. Like, But it also did that thing that we don't, didn't like about card Sakura, where everybody talks in a whispery falsetto yes. all the time. Yeah. Like you, you have females, <sighs> Japanese females, which already have pretty high voices talking in falsetto for no good reason to sound younger and it uh, it starts to grate on me for the same reason why I kind of still hate Goku's Japanese voice. <laughs> it, it, it grows on you? Yeah, I've been watching Goku for, in Japanese now for years and it still bothers me. <laughs> um, we also got the dragon who is a complete and utter sweetheart. Yes, and, uh, and girlfriend Sean 
um, hates lizards. It's okay with bugs. Hates lizards. <laughs> yeah, just picks up the bug like if it's nothing. And, and sees this dragon and just sees lizard-like qualities. And, like, she's freaking out. And all he wants her to do is just stop stop being, stop freaking out. It's okay. It's okay. I won't hurt you. Please. He, he just wants to comfort her. He brings her stuffed animals and tells Sora that she fell down the stairs, which, by the way, again, example of Sora being the most pure human being on the fucking planet. <laughs> sees this dragon. crashed house, meets the dragon, and plays charades with it to figure out what he's trying to say. <laughs> yes. Well, and it also shows a little bit of his, He he's known about Oni yeah. and um, the supernatural, the supernatural stuff, since he's been young because his do- his uh, father travels and he's sends him stuff. Archaeologist of some kind. Um, wait, was it episode four or was it three where his aunt, the the the, the one who's her uh-huh. his caretaker, Kaede-san. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kaede sama <laughs> yes, um, where she's like. Oh my god, he sent a coffin. He just knows what to get me. <laughs> yeah, apparently weird is genetic too. Yeah, Sudari <laughs> so, so is genetic and weird is genetic. Yeah, I mean, she was napping in the coffin with the dog. With the dog! With Pochi! <laughs> oh, and Pochi so is... just like, I'll just give her space and closes it. And like, Pochi, they, they could have made him to be the jealous pet, but yeah, they didn't. Yeah, no, he's cool with everything too. Yeah, they're running around and and the um, Sora's friends like don't break anything, and like they're just playing tag. Wait, yeah. are they playing tag? Oh, and then Poochie comes in and does the same thing. Yeah, so he's playing with them too. Like it's just this show is so beautiful. Like it, it, in like we're eventually gonna have to get a conflict, but we're gonna we obviously have to get our introduction of our four characters and our four you know uh, special animals before we get the conflict. Which one are we missing? Because we got the dragon, uh, pig. blonde dude, and teleport pig. Yeah. Teleport. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The one that was in the first episode, the one that looks like he's exhausted, right? Yeah. Mm. Or just spaced out. Yep. Or both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then blonde dude who shows up every so often that I can never remember his name. Uh, but then again, I don't remember. Like, I only remember Sora because it's a Kingdom Hearts name. <laughs> uh, Kashiwagi is Sasuke. Or no, Kashiwagi no, is Sora. Kashiwagi is Sora. Yeah. And then there's Sasuke and girlfriend John and blonde dude. Motegi. <laughs> yeah, that one. Girlfriend John. <laughs> Yeah, but you know with a show like this, it's just going to be whatever the conflict and then how it's going to end. Oh, no. You don't think it's going to end with like all their friends just like disappearing or going away? You're going Madoka again. Never go full Madoka. It's okay. (laughs) I don't think we're going to go there, Raul. Calm down. Um, I think we're going to get an antagonist and it's probably going to be like probably akin to, and I'm sorry, but my kids have been watching it recently, probably more akin to like fairly odd parents level of antagonists. Like we don't really want everybody knowing about these things. And there's a chance that these things can get fully known out about. Mm. Yeah. Cause the, the, the thing is, I think it's, I think it's like the episode three. Sora makes it apparent that these creatures speak to one another and they pass around what humans are okay to be around. Yes. 
So that's the reason why everybody's kind of cool with Sora because these creatures all just kind of have this thing of like, hey, this guy's all right. <laughs> and by proxy, his friends must be all right. And so far, that's been the case. Yeah. I have a feeling because, I mean, when we've seen uh, Blonde Boy, he's a little bit less. I mean, he's not friends with Kashiwagi and uh, Sasuke, but, you know, he's kind of just classmates with them. So I have a feeling he's going to be the quote unquote antagonist that will become the, the friend. He seems like the type who might be the the Japanese stereotype of like like Brock. Yes. The kid who the kid who is working himself half to death to help support his family. Yeah. Because his family is probably him and maybe mom or dad. Yeah. Or 18 sisters. Yeah. So I, 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 cause Carrie's, Carrie's pointed out and I can't remember the name of the thing right now, but whatever teleporting is, is the same creature that Musharna is based off of one of the new weirder Pokemon and that thing's associated with sleep and dreams. Yeah. And so this kid probably gets maybe one or two hours of sleep a night and teleport pig may help with that. Yeah, possibly. Also, we're hopefully going to get the backstory of Sasuke and the dragon. Cause it is, it is confirmed that this is the same dragon he saw when he was a kid. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, he saw the dragon and like, freak the fuck out like I, I wonder if they're going to show how the oni got injured possibly uh, that was a big drama between uh sasuke and him was like hey we have the same scars you and i uh whether or not it's the case uh they did mention setsubon so which is a japanese festival of throwing dried beans to kick the oni out of your house yeah Ah. Hence why they're like, don't give the Oni beans. Yes. <laughs> he the was- dragon apparently loves Nato, though. That sick son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the dragon is so empathetic, right? That what he's doing is he's eating the food that nobody else wants to eat so they don't have to. Is it Nato like uh, fermented Fermented soy- soybeans. Which, I mean... They are sticky and rank and smelly. But apparently once you get adjusted to them, they're not bad. (laughs) From what I understand, I have not tried them. Never will. You know how American... I'm I'm willing to shove anything in my mouth once, so... You know how American kids are stereotyped as hating, like, broccoli? Natto is the Japanese kid's despised food of stereotypical choice. Gotcha. Makes sense. All right. So moving from fluff to uh, a show that's nothing but plot, Ancient Magus Brighton. Oh, my God. This episode 17, Look Before You Leap, they used music in this perfectly. So I had a, a one of my biggest notes on here was they animated the snowflakes and each of them is different. They animated the snowflakes, you guys. <laughs> they have a that budget. Attention to detail on this fucking show. 
this is yeah the budget is just never ending on this on this show i'm i'm sure of it you know those plushies of uh um elias and uh and uh, and ruth are paying for this show <laughs> hey you know what cool keep it up um gotta pay ball, pay off on the teddy bear what it do yeah right it's real cool. Also, Chise immediately putting it to good use. Yeah. This is yeah. your magic. Hey, and she's smart. So she's like, hey, wait, all these, all the, all the neighbors love my magic and want to get a nibble of it. So now I have literal embodiments of my magic. I can definitely use this. Good on her. Like, right? yep, yep. Um... That is, that is her using her really great intelligence to like for great use and even elias remarks on it he's like oh hey that's actually really smart um can we talk about him possessing her that was a little weird and mm -hmm. so these couple of episodes kind of give you a different look on elias i'm wondering if they've got some kind of communication bond go thing going on when he's in her shadow because when he comes out of Chise possession mode, she tells him thank you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but again... It was still creepy as shit. Yeah, it's it's creepy and like because it is still and, you know, it's not portrayed as, as such, but it is still a old magical thing and a 16-year-old girl. Like, so just him poof, now he's taking over her like for all, it might just be an American kind of thing where it's just like, okay, this is overstepping bounds, but they may have those bounds that are, that are there that are okay for, because like you said, yeah, they say, she says, thank you. And it might be a thing where in order to do something like that, they have to, they have to exchange something and she may not know that. So Elias is like, I don't know, name your price. Sweets. Cool. <laughs> yeah like she may have opened herself up to him speaking through her specifically so they could set that up yeah um it was still like the the effect of it was really cool with the shadows wrapping around her neck and her eyes going all gray yes fuck ash and i yeah ash and i's a dick and gonna oh. be well, we kind of get in the insinuation that him and uh, Joseph are going to be working together. Uh, I'm sorry, because I can't call him by his proper name. I apologize. Uh, him and Knights of Magic are going to be working together. No, Car call him Cardophilus, because that's the name that triggers him. <laughs> I just like calling him Knights of Magic because it's fun. <laughs> uh, Ernesti uh, is too pure for this. But then He just died again and was rebirthed as his asshole. Yeah, but at the um, very end of episode 17, not the very end, but like when um, the little girl's realizing that she said that I wish you were never here or wish that you would just disappear. And this show teaches lessons. <laughs> yes, it does. But one thing I really love is that the music goes kind of, I don't want to call it sour, but yeah, it, it does go kind of sour and oh, like minor key. Yeah. Yeah, minor key. And then like the awesome discordant, like crazy wacko bullshit whenever Ash and I is on is 
fantastic. Like it, it sets the, everything in this sets the mood, the proper mood that you should be feeling. Like, yes, this makes you feel there is something wrong here. Also, there's no plushies for Ruth and Elias. Not at all that I'm looking on the Crunchyroll site right now. There's there's those really expensive but totally worth it if you can afford them statues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The statues. Ooh. I want to. I want to. I want a Ruth plushie. Give him time. There's a uh, there's a twenty five nineteen uh, Ruth uh, premium vignette mascot collection. I just want Ruth. Yeah, and it's real cool looking. I'll put I'll link it in the Twitch chat. Crunchyrollgeekio at gmail dot com. What? <laughs> all right, all right. We're gonna pull the old Bud Long uh, trick. Hey Raul, what's our email address? Geekio show at gmail dot com. There you go. <laughs> Before before Josh and Carrie, before you came on, there was a thing where uh, Budlong would never remember our email address, and I would just grill him constantly about it. So you know, Raul's just carrying that torch. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh god. Yeah, and we got. I. It feels like as Elias starts becoming more comfortable with Chise, he's also comfort. He's also relaxing the. Uh, Relaxing the walls, so to speak, and that lets things out that are always not the best side of him. Yeah. Uh, like where he gets jealous and decides to wrap her up in the shade of a bush and bite her shoulder when she tries to leave. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like, um, I mean, episode 17 was pretty much fuck Ash and I and also Selkie giving Chise a fish for Christmas. That was uh, adorable. That was great. <laughs> uh, Angelica giving a great, like, um, thing. Though, okay, before we get into uh, full-blown uh, the next episode, I mean, the thing that uh, the bracelet that um, Eli- uh, Elias made, made Angelica make her is basically neutering her of magic. Unless she's hyper stressed or has her wand, which is kind of fucked. Like, and yes, I understand there's a sentiment behind it because he doesn't want her accidentally killing herself. But like, you can't think of a better she needs it. Shutting it off, like that's there has to be a better way than neutering her. Well, I think the issue is because he gave her the ring to limit her magic. And she destroyed it because her potential is so powerful. And then nearly died. Like, yeah. he tr- he tried just controlling the magic. And keep in mind that with a wand, with a familiar eating some of her magic, and with the magic teddy bear growing flowers out of her magic, she still is making too much. Yeah. He he probably is trying to go as extreme as possible just to have some effect until she's able to control it herself. I doubt this is supposed to be a permanent solution. Yeah, it just it felt it felt off-putting to me. Yeah. And, and then but that might be part of it is his starting to be he's starting to become a little bit more possessive of her very much so yes um his emotions are starting to well no no, that's the next episode but yeah he because he doesn't understand human emotions 
Yeah, that's the reason why he wanted her to be his human teacher, but he doesn't understand that she's a she's broken too. <laughs> and how he gets jealous in the next episode. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get into the next episode then. So, uh, so Stella fulfilled her bargain, her end yeah. of the bargain. Also, before we do real quick, uh, Chise is a is an animagus at this point. <laughs> she's a, she's a druid. Yeah. She is a druid in the true sense of the word. Yeah, she is. Um, yeah. So yeah, Angie comes through. Good girl. Awesome. And and true anime fashion, especially in anime of this quality. Mm, that food looks so good. <laughs> um, Bone Daddy's grumpy, and I and I'm going through my notes as I'm writing them down. Oof, Bone Daddy is grumpy. Is he jealous of her having friends? Bad Elias. He is jealous of her for having friends. Um, also, weird Chimera-looking Elias. Yeah, we've seen that before. Um, in the Yule episode, that was the form that he used to climb the tree to get the mistletoe. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, he's he's been slowly letting her see these other forms more often. Um, as she shows him that she won't, you know scream and run from him in terror yeah true. Well, he she hasn't after yeah. all the stuff that uh she's seen i mean yeah, yeah. I, I don't think she ca- i don't think she's really capable of screaming and running in terror like not from elias oh not from but, anything apparently because she faced down goo dude without like with barely ba- with barely batting an eyelash yeah but i mean Elias didn't know, right, that she would just tolerate that. And so she had to prove to him that she was not only accepting but willing to see this stuff before he would start relaxing and showing it to her. Um, because he's been told all his extremely long existence that he is wrong. Yeah. That his existence is wrong. Um, though she has, she has it right, man. When you, uh, when you need somebody to... Take care of somebody. Get them home safe. There's nobody better than Ruth. <laughs> the 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 roared faces that Ruth makes in this episode are so adorable. Yes. Like he has the. We've been seeing him switch in and out of human form more and more the past few episodes, which I love, and I love the faces we've been getting out of him. Yeah. Because he's worried a lot of the times, concerned, big brother, good boy, best dog, best friend, and then there's also occasionally, you know, the. I put up with all of this shit face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I go, and my next note is, okay, so he's running. She's going to turn into a wolf or something, right? (laughs) (laughs) Following note. Yep. And an awesome looking one at that. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like going through her head. Like what animal do I need? Yeah. Fox is too slow, too big, too big as a bear. Uh, 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 wolf. <laughs> yeah, something with stamina because I need to catch up with him. Yeah, uh, wolf. So that's the reason why she didn't go like cheetah or something like that. Like she needed something that could track and make sure that he's, you know, that could keep up with them. So yeah, all right. Um, we get some uh, some payoff on the procession of the horn god. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which apparently is touched on a lot deeper in the um manga than and then here um but yeah i mean they they paid it off well enough for a side point like 
Yeah, the fact that, you know, oh, you offered, you made an offering to Mother, so I'm going to help you. And that was the person who brought Chisei her wand, too. It was the same hand. Yep. Um, at first I thought it was Lindell's hand, but it didn't look quite, quite right. And then it was like, oh, okay, it's her. Yeah, I thought it was uh, Magus Chisei, actually. Oh, the, the future Magus Chisei? Or her inner Magus Chisei? <laughs> Archmage Chisei? Yeah. Hydra. That would have worked too, mm-hmm. where she's helping herself from the future. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how did she get out of that one. Um, she sta- she tried to stab herself in the neck. Oh yeah, that's right. And and did you hear the sound Elias made? Yes. Oh. Oh. Like, yeah. And just her trying to describe jealousy to this thing that has never like experienced something like this before. Hasn't experienced a lot of things. Yeah, and like really, neither is she. Like in a lot of ways, like what a normal sixteen-year-old girl would deal with with jealousy of like friends talking to other friends or boyfriend talking to another girl or something like that. She doesn't do. She's never had. So like jealousy for even her is like, um, how do I explain this? Yeah, she's like, okay, but it, she still tries. Yeah. Also, the fact that someone with the the critically low self-esteem that some, that she has is still able and aware enough to recognize that Elias is she or Elias is jealous over her. Yeah. I mean she's seen it. She went to school, but yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, it's like wait, this is this is over me. This is okay. This is new. <laughs> oh, what's new is her singing. So she's an Omni. She's apparently an Omni Magus because she can do potions, not very well, but she can do them. She can do standard magic, not very well, but she can do it. Apparently, she's real good at uh, Santa magic. Yeah, she <laughs> knocks Ellis out cold. So uh, here's my here's my small point on this one. Speaking of, this is the episode of weird editing. So cuddle time, sweet, awesome, cool. Singing that was sweet. adorable. The <laughs> cuddle time, and then he wakes up and everybody's looking worried. I'm like, what? why what like because i was I, I i saw you see ruth and um silver in the in the hallway like i'm expecting her to freak out because they're sleeping together but she's worried I'm like okay what's happening here it's just a night like this is not a look that she would be giving and then like then she goes to angie she's like he's been asleep since the 29th like what the fuck did that happen <laughs> <laughs> oh ruth is wake for- up ever I yeah, just let me shove my arm down your throat. I really would have loved to have woken up and seeing Silky like on the threshold of the bedroom with like with a frying pan in one hand. I can imagine like apparently because he was apparently out for some time, which wasn't shown in the show. I can imagine that being like the first night, like yeah, her with yeah. the frying pan there, and then all of a sudden realizing that Ellie is, isn't waking up. Um, but that's also, never explained like until we get to Angie. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the way Chisei is learning to handle him, though, is really impressive. Yes. Because he has this tantrum based on jealousy, and she's not angry. Yeah. And, and Ruth she, nailed it. How do I fix this? Ruth and nailed it. Like, yeah, they go from being father and daughter to mother and son. Yeah. Or, you and, know, a decently balanced relationship couple. But that's, you know. <laughs> you know, she has to try and figure out, well... You know, what do I do with this, you know, this child having a tantrum? Well, first off, you threaten to take the toy away. And the toy in this case is her. (laughs) But she doesn't. 
she doesn't punish the child for not knowing how to cope with something. Exactly. Once the situation is resolved, what does she do? Let's go to bed. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll stay up. We'll talk, and then we'll 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 fall asleep together. And they do. And after you know, I love the I love the the voice actress for the singer. Like that was great. That was beautiful. Um, I it was obvious that because of the focus that they were putting on him, like I wrote down, uh oh, she has Santa magic. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it was sweet at first because it was just, oh, she's actually singing him a lullaby. Like, and holy then it crap, <laughs> that's adorable. And then you start seeing the sparkles and it's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Going Grandpa, Santa! I cannot wait. Like, obviously, Grandpa Lindell's got more important things to do right now. Oh, yeah. And then eventually, event- we'll get to that in a second, but eventually, they're going to have to show- tell him that his precious baby granddaughter Chise has manu- manifested the singing talent, yeah. and also she accidentally conked Elias the fuck out for like a week. Uh, so <laughs> and I can't wait to see his reaction to that. Wait. So next up, yay, we get more Angie. That the Angie sequence was great. Angie's husband is so hot, <laughs> and a giant freaking teddy bear. Yes, and that that just makes him even hotter. Like it is, he is, man. Like dead tear. Oh yeah, like um, I may have a soft spot, and we'll use the term soft spot lonely for uh, uh hot dads. But like, yeah, he's yeah. Oh boy, Angie's, Angie's husband is your dream daddy. Yes, Angie's husband is definitely my dream daddy. <laughs> Um, I could, I can, I'm like, oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going around, but man, he's so pretty. <laughs> um, and yes, I wrote down, yay, more Angie. Angie has a hot husband. Her. <laughs> um, it, uh, so no, it's not just, you know, anime women that I objectify. It's anime men too. There's a difference between objectifying and appreciating. Yeah. Maybe it's animation. <laughs> Yeah, and what do you do with art? You appreciate it. It's objects. I can own an art. <laughs> I I want one art, please. <laughs> Hello, one art, please. <laughs> um, uh, and just uh, the the adorable daughter and the dad just being like, yeah, that's uh, that's a thing. <laughs> Showing again, like, yeah, dadding is hard. <laughs> Being a parent is difficult, and he's especially when your kids dude. do magic. Yeah, he's just a normal dude having to deal with all this shit, and he kind of insinuates, I'm guessing, that Maguses, if they have proper, you know, education and don't blow themselves up, have longer lifespans. Because he's like, yeah, I'm going to die a lot sooner than my wife, so I just have to deal with that. They are potentially immortal. Yeah, Lindell is extremely old. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like, that was like a shot. And then he's, he's assuming that because as of right now, there's no fix for Chise. Like, as far as anybody knows, she has, a, she has an expiration date of two months. Like, obviously that won't happen because we already have flash forwards to a older Chise. Um, so unless we're going multiverse theory, and please don't go multiverse theory, um, you know she's going to survive. We don't know about Elias, but she's going to survive. 
Uh, that would be the most heart-wrenching fucking oh, twist right there. Oh, God, yes. Please do not do that. Yeah, she lives, but he has to die. Like, oh, no. So let's talk about something who needs to die, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, my oh. notes here. I want to read my notes here. Dragons, yay! Dragons, no! Dragons, no! <laughs> Lindo, yes! Santa just killed a bitch! Fuck yeah, Santa! Fuck those fucking assholes that touched your babies! These are my exact quotes from my notes. Wait, is that Knights of Magic guy? That's Knights of Magic guy. Wait, what's Knights of Magic guy? I have planned for those innocent dragons! Fuck you, Knights of Magic guy! That oh. and he's got a strand of Stella's hair. Yeah. And apparently, like, him and Ash and I, like, are working together. Like, because you have the you have the discordant eye over um, Joseph's shoulder during the uh, "It's nice to meet you, caretaker" scene. Yeah, and you actually see his silhouetted figure next to Cardophilus. Mm-hmm. So like, those two uh, are working together. Well, talk <laughs> the, about Bruno. He he just eye is. I don't think he's necessarily evil. He's just the sort of neutral that really likes to see what happens when the pot is stirred. He is, he's a Rochimaru. He's chaotic ne- neutral. He's a Rochimaru. He's Discord for My Little Pony. Again, I have a daughter. Don't show me. Um, yeah. <laughs> he is that. Like he's just he, he's a he's a he's an agent of chaos. And Joseph happens to be like the ultimate chaos. Chaotic as so. fuck. <laughs> like so, yeah. And because I mean, you haven't really. Even like the dark neighbors, they're not evil. They're just themselves. Like the the one in the last episode, you know, half a teacup and only that of blood from Chise, which she runs out of flowers. Like the the dark neighbors are just that. They're dark. And Ash and I is never like Elias gives Ash and I respect, especially when he gives her when he gives Chise the cloak, like he's never actively a negative thing. And even when he can even when he kidnaps the children like it's just because lesson. yeah exactly be careful what you say yeah be careful yeah your words have power even humans your words have power and then ash and i tells her tells cheese how to find them yeah like he, he is a, he's an he's an act he's an agent of chaos and right now he's his his eyes are focused on joseph because he's the most interesting thing also every time you say joseph i think joe star <laughs> <laughs> Which would make this a completely different series. Oh, and seeing the 180 flip of Lindo. Oh, yeah. And just oh, like, oh, fuck. poachers. Like, right without yeah. anyone. Just like, out of your playing. Yeah, just fuck you. You're dead. Don't touch my babies. Don't touch my babies. But then it turns out that they're actually some kind of goo or some kind of they're they're puppets. puppets. Yeah. Yeah, they're. they're or was that, was that Lindell slash uh, Cardophilus just melting them? That was Cardophilus melting them. Because they, they directly start talking in his voice and then poof. Yeah. And like, they're, oh, we see all these dragons. They're all like nice and happy. But then the big one comes in and it's just like, oh, yes. And then the, the tiny little, oh, what kind of? Selkie. Selkie. You see the red eyes and you're like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to mess with that. <laughs> nah, fuck with the baby dragons. They are very protected. <laughs> yeah. When even something small and adorable like Selkie is ready to throw down, you know you have fucked up. Yeah, are, are we going to lose the baby dragons? Um, it's hard to say. the The episode preview was very vague. Yeah, but things are definitely not looking good for them. 
I, I have a feeling that we are, I mean, uh, though this is going to end in one of my favorite tropes, and, and especially in anime, is the chess pieces are all going to come together for the final battle, and I have a feeling it is going to be epic as fuck. And we have to start, honestly, thinking towards that because, I mean, we are in episode 18, I believe? Yes. Um, of 24. So, like, we have to start thinking towards the finality at this point. So we're going to see, you know, full-blown, angry Elias, uh, super angry Lindell, uh, Angie going apeshit on people. Like, <laughs> I think we need, what, maybe and two then, more uh, stories or two, then, two, two more helping the, the neighbors out. Yeah, and, and then the then final I'll, four would be the... I have a feeling we're going to get Roy Mustang and uh, what's-her-face? Uh, Alice. Yeah. <laughs> Alice, I- Mustang and Alice helping. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get to see Chise's dad show up. Maybe. Oh, Chise's brother. Oh, oh yeah. Though I have a feeling that's a darker storyline. Just, just that's. I mean, I could be wrong, but just I have a very. I, th- my insinuation is maybe like Cartophilus did something to her dad, and now her brother is just evil. Yeah, but however, however he shows up, you do not put a Chekhov's gun on the mantle like that and not take it down at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they do not focus. Yeah, exactly. You you don't focus on, and this show is great at doing that. Like, would, would, they have a setup and they have a payoff. Like, and that, this show is really great at having a setup and a payoff. Like, there's nothing really left hanging. And I love it. <laughs> uh, oh, but w- would you be satisfied if they like left it off for next season with the brother but they yeah, showed it but they that, showed that, it in the last episode like a longer payoff is the yeah, well that, yeah yeah but like they they, they introduce him in the final episode i think like, he might even be a person pull, like puppeting cartophilus at this point like cartophilus bit off more than he could chew with her brother and he's like yeah i was playing with him <laughs> come play with me sister yeah oh yeah they i don't necessarily think it'll be paid off this season but it'll be paid off at some point yeah, and, and the studio hasn't all, hasn't officially uh, renewed it yet because that's not what Japan does. But like the the directors and everything like that are all on Twitter saying that they're you know excited for more to come and things like that. Like they are, and, and this show is making bank even in Japan. Like <laughs> this is not only popular here and one of the highest watched shows on Crunchyroll according to them, but and also if you didn't vote for everything the Ancient Magus Pride was nominated for in the Anime Awards, shame on you and you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I voted. I voted for Ancient Magus Pride. I wrote that in for best anime of the year. Like I'm like My Hero Academia season two was really fucking rad, but man, it's it, it, they got snubbed by not having Ancient Magus Pride on there. For oh, anime. could it be because it didn't finish in 2017? That may have been, but I sure as hell wrote it in. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me another option. I put that in there. All right, let's uh, wrap up and let's go into the next one. We've Let's got... finish up with uh, some more fluff with a surprise episode for Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. <laughs> you guys have no... Return known. of the feels. Yes! Okay, I have not finished this series. Oh, no! Oh. Night roll. I've watched Good it night. three times. I've watched this series three times now. Okay, <laughs> for, for me to uh, go to bed, I'll put on, like, I think I left off after the party. Oh, okay. Um... Like so, thankfully, this episode is kind of disconnected from like the entire series. Mm. Like, yeah. well, it the, the name of the episode you, is Valentine's and Hot Springs. Yeah, the, as, as, long as, you, as long as you know like the characters, 
like and even the last dragon uh the 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 dragon of order that was introduced uh freaking leg girl um yeah, why I mean, I... that 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 is her trope yeah i know it's her trope i just don't remember her name i'm yeah i'm blanking on her name yeah, like everybody, like important. the other dragons have like focus points, and hers is her legs, and I just don't remember her name. <laughs> CJ's clearly not a leg man. Oh no, I am a leg man. Just for some reason, it, her name slips me. Um, well, they also don't. She's not as involved yeah. with the other dragons because all literally all of the other dragons are chaos faction. Yeah, and then you have Order Dragon showing up at um, Kobayashi's work being adorable but she doesn't really integrate with the rest of the group which makes she me also sad. doesn't have a human yeah 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 because she's yeah she's there like because she's an order dragon she can apparently behave herself because uh, she, she needs except around food her. yeah except she around needs a, she needs a human she doesn't need a human i get, I think we'll get that in season two if it ever happens but yeah, um, just hearing that theme song kick back up again oh made my me god. so happy. Yes, like I, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe, like I, it's been freaking forever since I've listened to this, and I'm like, oh man, I missed it so much. I mean, the <laughs> series just came out last year, didn't it? I don't care, dude. Last year is a long ass time. I know, I know. Especially <laughs> with all the shit we've got going on, right? Uh, it, just. Yeah, this this episode was just it's filler. I mean, it's 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 the epilogue for that, and like, kind of insinuating, trying to push Kobayashi and Otaku-san, whose name I forget, um, together, and trying to create that kind of coupling there, um, and also you know Toru being Toru, uh, less Kana than I expected we were going to get. <laughs> Though elementary school, like dealing with all the friendship chocolates, and then <laughs> what's her face being like, "No, it's because I love you." <laughs> oh, forehead, Chan. Forehead, Chan. It's <laughs> also the little the little boy. Uh, Luca was human. Oh, uh, Shoto, because of course his name is Shoto. <laughs> like he had some really cute moments too with the keychain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing I, like I want to get from a demon like you. <laughs> also, Fafnir continues to be the most adorable Sundari yeah. dragon. So oh, great. Eva brings the laptop. You want to go? Of course I do. The, yeah. Even like the little the little side jokes that I didn't think I was going to appreciate, like Luca getting ready to play ping pong. I'm sure I'm going to hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> also, them commenting on the ping pong. See, this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I don't. I don't see anything happening. <laughs> yeah, this is how it's supposed to work. The two girls. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Also, holy fuck, that onsen town is so pretty. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> I want to go there. Ikaio field trip. <laughs> uh, yep, field trip to that hot spring town. <laughs> that one in particular. Yes, only that one. Um, and, and of course, the, 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 I've had, I now have her heart. Now I will have her body. And she pours the love potion into the chocolates. <laughs> Turns out it's just alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> 
which I mean <laughs> is enough of a love potion for some people. It is, and of well, course, when Kobayashi well, gets drunk, she uh <laughs> Your uniform's all wrong! Your uniform's all wrong! <laughs> yes! Oh my god! I miss this show so much. Oh um yeah. <laughs> this is just was just this was a surprise that I didn't know like it was there and yeah. Thank yeah, you was, for pointing it out. Was it announced or did it just show up on Crunchyroll? Because the first I knew of it was Josh telling me, hey, a new episode of Kobayashi went up. We're going to watch it. Like, I follow Crunchyroll on, like, everywhere. And I even follow Kobayashi and a bunch of fan clubs. And for some reason, this slipped under my radar. Like, I don't know how. So I think this was just a poof. Here's a surprise. Everybody else is celebrating Christmas. Here's a Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> Almost timely at that. Yeah, a uh, couple weeks early. Couple weeks? It's about a week early, isn't it? No, a few days. Uh, well, this came out last week. Oh, okay. So yeah, like it, it, it. I put it on the list for last episode, but no, uh, nobody other than Josh and me had seen it yet. So we yeah, put it yeah, off yeah. to this one. Carrie's like, I want to talk about Kobe Ash. I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are not talking about Kobe Ash before I can watch it. Do you want to do a, Do you want to do a quick overview of uh, Dragon Ball Super 126, 127? Uh, really quick, I want to talk because I mentioned I was going to talk about it. Uh, Killing Bites on Amazon. I said it was Waifu Bloody Roar. It is Waifu Bloody Roar. <laughs> <laughs> it is essentially a. It is. It's everything that I think uh, uh, Judy Tyson wanted to be. And it's really good because it's not like it doesn't take itself too seriously, including an episode title. I can have sex any damn way that I want to. <laughs> oh, it's only five episodes. All right, then. It's obviously scantily clad women. Uh, but like the the scantily clad women is more so passed off as, yeah, this is the only way that we could properly flow in our bestial forms. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you want waifu bloody roar, go watch Killing Bites on Amazon Prime. I like it; it's fun. Oh, um, is it is it a weekly or? Yeah, it's a weekly. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, 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 they basically uh, because they killed off, thankfully killed off their um, anime strike thing. Anything that was on anime strike got flooded is put in there. But anime strike was a weekly Crunchyroll competitor. So mm. yeah, because double paywall is how you get people to watch your stuff. Yeah, apparently, literally, only triple digits people subscribe to that. Like the they 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 never made it even to a thousand people. That the and the apparently the torrenting of those shows was just astounding to a point where Amazon, being a company that is good at making money, is like, yeah, this is dumb of us, you guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Dragon Ball Super one twenty six one twenty seven. Uh, Vegeta. Oh Vegeta my god! Versus Topo. <laughs> It is amazing, Vegeta. So Vegeta continuing to be the best character in the game. Uh, best, get, move out of here, Kakarot. Nobody wants best to game of the gen. Yes, yes, best game of the gen. Um, best character in this game. Um, Topo being god of destruction at this point, just like yeah, you know, poof, poof, destroy, destroy. Hakai, 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 Hakai. Um, Hawkeye. Yes, Hawkeye. Um, knocks the ever living bejesus out of Vegeta, and then. Pushes the pride button. Oh, no. You don't push Vegeta's pride button. That's, That's almost as bad as pushing the Goku button. It, I, it's worth, like, the Goku button has kind of gotten, like, as, like, he, Top was already pressed with the Goku button this season. Yeah. This is worse than pressing the muffin button. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's like uh, Vegeta like makes a good point. I am gonna hold on to my pride. You let your pride go yeah, for power. Top, Topo's like I I'm I'm this strong because I let go of everything. Nothing else matters but strength. And Vegeta flashes forward, and first thing he flashes to is his family. My love, my Bulma, Trunks, Buddha, my promises to Goku, to to Kaba, to all of Universe 6. I do not let anything go! And just, he does, and we have this scene where, um, Josh, did you watch all of Dragon Ball Z? All of Dragon Ball Z, yes. Okay, so, Vegeta, Majin Vegeta's self-destruction explosion. Oh, the same That's thing, it. but beyond blue. Yes. And we have a direct flashback of Piccolo retelling the story for those around him and anybody who didn't watch Z of actual, actual Z footage. But the cool thing is they amped it up to super animation quality. So they, they HD redubbed the, uh, the Vegeta self-destruction scene. And he blows up and knocks Tapo out of the ring. And there's a faint blue flicker and Vegeta's standing up holding his apparently permanently damaged left arm because whenever we see Vegeta damaged, it's always it's his always the left arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get that boy an Android replacement for that arm. Like seriously. Right? <laughs> um, talking about Android. Yeah. And then episode one twenty seven. Uh, now we only have Jiren. We have Superman versus Goku, uh, a very defeated uh, Vegeta, Android 17, and Frieza somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Who's and just chilling out? And Frieza? Question mark? <laughs> Frieza continues like to get his out. ass whooped every yes. time he tries to attack Jiren. Yeah, at this point, it's a, it's a, it's a gag that whenever now Frieza's showing up and getting his ass kicked. Cell <laughs> um, is watching from the afterlife, like I told you this would happen. Yep, like we had this discussion, Goku. You should have picked me. I'm perfect. He's just golden. <laughs> um. So yeah, we have uh, Goku, Vegeta, and Seventeen fighting together like very well, and actually kind of making Jiren like on the ropes. Um like actually having to do shit and that's something new for Jira. <laughs> like he's he's oh i have to put in effort yeah, yeah he's let this entire season just be like okay like i've only had to put up effort twice and that was ultra instinct and then um and then when uh he didn't even show he didn't even show any effort against hit like hit he took down in a hit <laughs> oh and then we get Jiren's backstory yeah we get baby Jiren. it's adorable and he has the generic anime hero storyline but then he's like, oh, I need strength. Strength is yeah. all that matters. He is fully Sasuke, by the way. Like, 100% Sasuke. Like, generic anime hero, my parents died. And then I had to get stronger, and then stronger, and then stronger. And now all strength, strength is all that matters. Um, including, Might makes right. Including using the pride troopers for his own... Uh, to just basically a stepping stones. And they're yeah. like, yeah, we're kind of aware of this. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I mean, we are aware that we are just puppets to this man. Well, so 17 literally is, just said he has no pride left. Yeah. Right. So 17 is trying to buy time for Goku and Vegeta to rest. Zenkai boost, basically. Yeah. 
to, to the, to, for their cooldown timers to reset. And yeah. he's doing a pretty good job because Jiren, for some no good reason, is using energy attacks against 17, which he has his um, shield. So he's doing a pretty good job at deflecting Jiren's attacks. Uh, because for some no good reason, Jiren's not going up and just, I don't know, punching him. <laughs> <laughs> because um, it's shown in bullshit. Because it's shown in bullshit. Yes. And so 17 goes, you know, my he goes, my dream was to just go on a trip with my family. And now I just want us all to live. And then self-destructs to destroy Jiren's uh, ultimate boot, uh, ultimate attack. Seventeen's dead, and Grand Prix like, yeah, he killed himself. Like this isn't Jaren's fault. He killed himself, y'all. <laughs> and that's that's the end of seventeen as of as of right now. Uh, and that kind of pushes towards you know GT where we can get a Super Seventeen because he's in hell. Uh, which though I don't know if Noble Sacrifice would be. A reason to go to hell or not? If so, Yama, dude, you need a better. You need to replace. You need to stick that. You might want to recalibrate that scale, buddy. Yeah, maybe like, he's you need to take that mahogany stick out your ass. Maybe he's in heaven, but decides he wants to trade, so he just jumps down and starts looking for those Oni twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, hear there's yeah. an awesome gym down here. That that's like 17's gone, and 18 is just beside herself at this. Like, I know you wanted to be human, but this is too much, 17. Like, oh. oh. And then, like, you flash forward and, like, you were, and Krillin's like, but what about his wife? And then it hits you that he has a family. <laughs> like, whew. oh, they're going to be making some wishes when they get back to Earth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 17 ain't going nowhere because death really doesn't have a consequence in Dragon Ball, but, like, as of this point, like it, and they do a really good job at like making you feel for his, for his heroic sacrifice. Yeah, and, even if at this point Shenron shows up and just asks who's dead. Yeah, right. That kind of pours into the Black Star Dragon Balls. Maybe we'll get a decent telling retelling of GT with uh, Super, because um, GT had so much promise. Um, but like, yeah. Bum bada bada, bum bada bada. <laughs> I said so much promise, not good execution. <laughs> no, don't you don't diss the Potter Potter Brothers. Um, it's, it's super continues to be really good. Um, obviously, we're we're counting down the points, and the flash forward is a lot of base formed Vegeta going up against um, Jiren. And I'm guessing the Zenkai, the cooldown clicked over because Jiren was actually moving and having to fight. Like, um, but yeah, we at this point, Frieza got beat the fuck up. He's still in the ring somewhere, (laughs) somehow, because that needs to be a thing that happens. Uh, Goku and Vegeta are knocked the fuck out though. Like, they're barely standing. Uh, Still, kind of proving to my point of, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm less so on Gogeta at this point. I think we're going to... I want Gogeta. I want the first in canon. I want the first in canon Gogeta, but I honestly think, speaking of uh, Chekhov's gun, we pointed out the Potara earrings earlier in the season. We're going to get Vegito again. Like, that's that's probably what's going to happen. Because well, I mean, there's not anywhere else really they can go. Like, Ultra Instinct, unless this Zenkai boost of this magnitude is going to push Ultra Instinct to that point, 
does Zenkai Boost double? It it uh, definitely powers up a Saiyan, and yeah. it powers up pretty much exactly where they need to be. <laughs> yeah, even though it, it would be cool to see Gogeta, Vegito probably is tactically speaking the better choice. Yeah, because he is by far stronger than Gogeta. Um, and Vegeta is the smarter fighter. Yeah, absolutely. And even at this point, Vegeta's done with like playing around with his enemies. Like there, there's an entire arc like him doing the "Hey, you should power up to your maximum potential" thing. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. Like he realizes that he has things to lose now, and that is astounding to me. Goku's still a moron because he forgets his family's on fucking Earth Universe Seven too. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I, I mean, Toriyama has even said that he does not consider Chi-Chi and Gohan and Goten to be his wife and children the way Earthlings do, the way Vegeta does. He sees them as just like any other friends of his. Yeah, yeah, they're his friends, and they happen to be smaller friends that he helped create. Like, it's, and I mean, bless him, it's worked for 30 years, but, you know, it's like... I don't know. It's, it's no wonder Gohan's more attached to Piccolo. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> They're sitting right next to each other in the bleachers, by the way, and that's a great like flash forward. Like that's a great like payoff for that. Like you have you have Gohan and Piccolo up in here, and you have AT and Krillin next to each other. So what? you think they're going to defeat Jiren, or you think time's going to run out? I think they're going to defeat Jaren, but I think the I think the wish is going to be basically this never happened. Just create all the universes again, either that or mash them all together. Like we just want a universe because Goku yeah. be like I want to go punch Jared some more. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it even might be like, hey, our wish is to bring the universes back. Uh, sorry, you can't do that. The whole point of this is that we need to clear out some real estate. Okay, we'll just put all the planets in our universe. Yeah. And that would fulfill Vegeta's wish of wanting yeah. the Saiyans back. You would get a you would get a planet Serata or whatever the hell it's called back. Um, and you would have yeah. two Earths, wouldn't you? Uh, I'm sure it would just be mushing all the Earths together and just well, doing. The- no, 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 because uh, the Earth in Universe Six was destroyed, it wasn't it? Well, yeah, it got restored because of um, Sindari Beerus. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it'll just be a hell yeah. Just remember that yeah, they're just one Earth now. <laughs> so it's just going on hiatus. So they're probably getting yeah. We're get, we're getting a season finale. We're not getting a series finale. We're not going to end on a tournament arc. Like <laughs> even uh, Goku's not that stupid. Exactly. Uh, and Toei is getting printing money at this point with this show. So there's no way they're going to let that go. Um, yeah, it, it it'll be back. You know, if probably in fall. To be honest. Uh, I, I think, think that might be too early. We we might get a movie. Yeah, we, no, yeah, we are getting a movie in December. Uh, oh, okay. we're getting the, we're but the getting... movie is in Z. Hmm? The movie is in Z era, isn't it? Uh, they've not really revealed anything about it other than the fact that coming in, nobody's surprised, it'll be Saiyan-focused. <clears throat> As opposed wow. to the two Mechian movies that we got. But now they're canon now, the movies. No, because they had to retell them in Super. Oh, okay. Uh, and like they flat out outlawed Broly by Kale. Kale's existence proves that the movies are not canon. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But like, if everything after Broly. Battle of the Gods is like somewhat canon, right? Well, they had to retell Resurrection F two. 
So, well, yeah. Uh, no, the movies are still not canon. This one might be if they do it right, because uh, Tupples or whatever the fuck Vegeta's brother's name is canon. He was only in a movie. Like, basically, canon is whatever they want it to be. That was like, <laughs> what, like a 20-minute episode? Yes. <laughs> Which, like, brought, like, hey, we're going to do more Dragon Ball. Here's a little filler. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so geekioshow at gmail.com. Just put anime in the subject line. Uh, all of our social media are slash geekioshow. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so. 727-489-4335. That is 727-489-GEEK. If you want to support the stream and everything that we do on the Geekio Network, head over to patreon.com slash geekio. If you want to chat with us, you can also do that at geek-io.net slash discord. And thanks again, Jonathan Young, for letting us use your amazing stuff for our show. I think it's about it, guys. Here, go, uh, go watch some good shows. Yeah. All the shows that we talked about today, except for Killing Bites, is all legally on Crunchyroll. Support the official release. We are, yeah, we are, we are beyond the high school days of torrenting our anime. There are viable legal ways to get really good translations so crunchy roll occasionally you get them in theaters yeah fucking crunchy roll seven dollars a month you guys like there's no reason to pirate shit anymore (laughs) yeah and if you don't have seven dollars a month and you don't mind waiting a week for the simulcast and you don't mind ads it's free yeah absolutely and and, and the ads aren't too intrusive i mean they have the opening the opening ad after the the opening credits Middle well, it's because and most Japanese indie. shows have a cut to break point where they break, and that's where Crunchyroll's like, "Hey, we're just gonna put ads there." Yeah, and it's <laughs> not like, and then, and then yeah. we were like, "Yeah, it's not." Yeah, they they take the advantage that because this is Japanese television, <laughs> they just take advantage of that. So yeah, support the official release. Don't pirate this. All of it's available legally on Crunchyroll, except for Killing Bites, which is available legally on Amazon Prime. And if you don't have Amazon Prime by now, uh, geek-io.net slash Amazon. Yes. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You didn't miss Water Buffalo. Bring out the Water Buffalo. You didn't miss this. Hi, my name is Water Buffalo, and I hope you've enjoyed this GK Media Network production. Copyright 2018, you see how that works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>